The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, worldwide, toll-free, 1-800-610-7035. Email xzone at xzoneradiotv.com on MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com. Our website, www.xzoneradiotv.com. And don't forget, you can always listen to the Exxon archives free of charge, Seven days a week, 24 hours a day, 365 days of the year at www.podcast. I'm sorry, www.xzonepodcast.com. Exxon Nation, this hour we are going to introduce you to the world's most interesting man. No, not me. Someone else for a change here. Car- uh, Kari Loya is an athlete, educator, adventurer, and storyteller as well as an Emmy-winning voiceover artist who works with many Fortune 500 companies. Uh, he, always serves, he also serves as the Director of Development at the Dwight School, an international private school in New York City, which uh, campuses uh, are held in also London, Vancouver Island, Beijing, and Seoul. He holds an MBA from Columbia University and graduated magna cum laude from Dartmouth College with a BA in history. He speaks fluent English, Spanish, and Portuguese. And Kari lives with his wife and daughter just outside New York City. So joining me now is the the world's most interesting man, Kari Loya. And Kari, how did you get the title of the most interesting man in the world? <laughs> I think it's aspiring to be the most interesting man in the world. Ah. Thanks for having me on the show, Rob. It's great having uh, you here yeah. with us. The uh, that came about. It's it's funny when I was originally doing this project, which was a fun, uh, the, 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 my anecdotal memoir, my top forty of forty, making the first half count, which was a fun way to get on paper, mm-hmm. uh, a fun way to celebrate my birthday. When I was getting feedback from a lot of folks on these different stories, that message kept coming through loud and clear, which is, God, it's so interesting. Wow, you're just like the Dos Equis guy. You're just like the Dos Equis guy. Uh, the Dos Equis guy is, uh, uh, you know, fact is fiction. Well, mm-hmm. uh, fiction, but in this case, uh, we like to think the fiction is reality because these are 40 true stories of interesting adventures that I've managed to pack in uh, during the, what I hope is a little bit less than the first half of my now, life. Now, the title of your new book is My Top 40 at 40. And um, why did you write this book? Uh, it's pretty simple. I was looking a couple of years ago. I was looking for a fun, meaningful way to celebrate a, uh, the big four zero. Oh yeah. And and uh, you know I love travel. I've been to six of the seven continents, and uh, and uh, and I love 
Uh, and so I thought, you know, maybe I'll do it by rafting the Colorado River through the Grand Canyon. Mm. And I love a great party. Uh, I'm someone who's had, a, among other things, a three-day James Bond theme wedding in Argentina. But when I sat down <laughs> and I said, well, you know, what's the most fun, meaningful way to celebrate a birthday? Let me take a time out and get on paper all of these wonderful adventures that I've already had. In the same way that I think everyone has had wonderful adventures, wonderful stories. And so in, in doing this, I, I sat down I, with the intent to be able to share this with family and friends, uh, gave me a chance to reflect on what's been most important in my life um, uh, up to this point, and then also gave me a chance to think, wow, the next half, what sort of stories do I want for the next half? Um, so it was a nice little motivational uh, uh, tool as well to think, boy, there's all these stories out there that I'd love to have. What am I waiting for? All right. If I can manage to inspire some others to do the same, uh, fantastic. All right, stand by, Kari. You and I have to take our first commercial break. Explanation, uh, this is going to be one heck of an interesting hour. Kari Loy is our special guest, and he's the author of My Top 40 at 40. His website is very simple, www.my. T-O-P-4-0 at 40.com, and that's 40AT40.com. My name's Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon. And don't forget, the Halloween edition of the X Chronicles newspaper is bound to be spooktacular this year. It's going to be released one week before Halloween, so if you'd like to get your articles and send them to publisher at xchronicles no, xchronicles-newspaper.com. We'll be back. Don't go away. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone radio show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone broadcast network by calling 213 401 0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213 401 0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213 401 0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci fi radio programming anywhere 24 7 365. Hi everyone, Rob McConnell here, and I wanted to spend a moment on internet streaming. Everybody has heard about internet streaming, but not many know much about it. Did you know the internet streams just about everything? Movies. From new releases to old classics. TV shows. Almost every show, every episode, and much more. But the question has always been, how do you do it? Well now, thanks to the folks at 123 Ready TV, I have the answer for you. They have developed a simple program app, 123 Ready TV, that you install on your Windows PC, Android smartphone, or Android tablet that can have you streaming like a pro in less than five minutes. You truly won't believe how much is available or how easy it is to do until you try. And for a one-time cost of only $19.99, this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.xzbn.net.
Hello, I'm Justina Marsh, and with my dad, Pete, we are going to present a new show called Too Good to Be True. Together, we are aiming to discover more truths about this world and beyond. Do you have unanswered questions about the world? Do you ever wonder about aliens, conspiracy theories, or the universe? There are many shows discussing subjects such as pyramids or UFOs, but we want to relay this information based on our own research, including from spiritual means. Hopefully, listeners will be helped with their own beliefs and will appreciate the psychic insights that add to the previous research and information. We both look forward to sharing this insight and beginning this journey with our listeners. Visit xzbn.net for more information about when to listen. And welcome back, everyone. Kari Loy is my special guest. And uh, he's got a great book out. It's uh, one of those books that you wouldn't mind getting somebody for Christmas who's going to be turning 40. Because a lot of people, when they come to the age of 40, they kind of go, oh, I'm getting over the hill. Uh, Listen, I started going over the hill the day I was born. But that's another story for another time. The name of his book is My Top 40 at 40. His website is www.mytop40at40. Dot com. A three-day wedding in South America. Tell me a little bit about this. Three days? Yeah. Uh, my wife is originally from Argentina, mm-hmm. and so uh, we started mapping things out and thinking very creatively what we'd like to do to celebrate. We actually uh, we actually had our first kind of stealth wedding here in Las Vegas. We got married with Elvis. Mm-hmm. So that was a little stealth wedding, and then uh, which only our families knew about. But we wanted to direct attention to get everyone down to Argentina right. to, for, for a James Bond theme wedding. Mm. And so what we did, I uh, love the intro, by the way, the Goldfinger. Just uh, for you. Piece. Just for you. What, what, what we did is uh, uh, we sent out... Uh, for the invite, rather mm-hmm. than a card, we sent out a DVD with two 90-second trailers, and basically into movie trailers, and introduced the fact that I was supposedly James Bond, and I found the love of my life, and so I was going to be stepping down. So the second part then was, well, shoot, what are we going to get? To, who Who's going to be the replacement? Mm-hmm. So we had a competition. It was search for the next 007. And so for 48 hours prior to the wedding, the idea was, secret agents from around the world, all my buddies, all friends, would yes. come down and they would compete in a series of contests, wine tasting, tango, adventure race, and polo. <laughs> and we had then, everyone participated in, you know, I'm a, a, a teacher by uh, background, and so, you know, there were kind of the advanced levels, and then there were the beginner levels, but everyone was participating. And there was a jury made up, so we actually gave out prizes in each category. And the night before the wedding, then, we had, uh, it was a costume party, a theme party. Uh, this is a rehearsal dinner. And and actually, one of uh, you know people could come as characters. One woman actually came uh, head to toe painted in gold. Oh my god! So gosh. I particularly love the uh, the intro song there. Uh, and then we gave uh, there was a total points, and uh, mm-hmm. and this was actually a wedding that uh, we actually for the adventure race in polo uh, we had people sign waivers. So you know that uh, you're really pushing the envelope when uh, uh, when you're having wedding guests sign waivers. I guess so. I've I've never been to a wedding where somebody's asked me to sign a waiver. Mind you, I've never been to a wedding that's lasted more than 48 hours. But, great story. Yeah. And, and l- listen, I understand, speaking about your book, that you actually wrote it, or wrote most of it, on your commute to work. Uh, that's true. Uh, probably 70% of the content was written uh, back and forth from New Jersey into the city. 
and, and it's a good example of taking a negative and turning it into a positive. I took what was, what was quickly the worst part of my day and made it the best part of my day. And I've got a story in the book called The One-Way Run Commute where I talk about how after a year of going from a five-minute wonderful walk commute on the Upper West Side of Manhattan, going to a 75-minute uh, uh, car, train, subway, circus of a commute that just started grinding and, and slowing me down. Mm-hmm. It was after a year that I came up with this idea of um, uh, running one way. And basically, I schlep into the city on Mondays, and I take all of my gear, and everyone thinks I'm going to the airport because I've got this garment bag with suits and stuff. I also have a, some running clothes, and so I run then at the end of the day, mm-hmm. run back to Penn Station, train out, and then run home. And then I come in with clean running gear the next day and back and forth, all in just in running gear. And as a result, I basically, uh, A, started getting my exercise, uh, but B, uh, the endorphins kick in. And so at the end of a long day, they're on the train for 35 minutes. Uh, you know, I was uh, uh, refreshed, recharged, ready to go. And that's when it coincided with this project. So I just started typing away. And, uh, and after two years, had uh, this memoir. The subtitle of your book is A Modern Man's Story Collection. Now, how did you come up with this subtitle? Yeah, the subtitle came about as well through early feedback where people were reading. I had uh, you know, 40-plus folks, including mm-hmm. some professional editors, uh, reading the, the story and, and reading the stories. And they're saying, boy, this is – and they really liked that as a modern man. And when we broke that down, it, it came down to kind of one uh, concept that, uh, uh, that my, uh, my boss actually at the Dwight School – um, uh, had uh, mentioned, which was Alec Peterson, who founded the International Baccalaureate Diploma, the widely uh, most one of the, considered the most rigorous, uh, widely recognized pre-college curriculum. When he developed that, uh, you know, he had uh, he mentored my boss at Oxford, and he said the test of a great education is that you can drop someone anywhere in the world, and they'll survive just fine, and uh, or even thrive. And so we said, you know, that really is the definition of kind of modern is today, can you be dropped anywhere in the world and use your wits, your creativity, your resources, um, your interpersonal skills to do well, um, to adapt and get along and build community and so on and thrive. And so that's what we felt that this, these stories represented someone who, um, who could do that. Now, I understand that each story includes bonus adventures. Now, what does that exactly mean? I've never heard of that before. Yeah, <laughs> well, uh, uh, first of all, everyone or I, uh, most of us like adventures, and, and all of us like bonus. Probably the only yeah, bigger sure. word would be free. Free. Um, uh, but the idea was that after you, this was actually I was thinking about with the new platform. So if there's a hardcover version, there's a Kindle version. Uh, in Kindle versions now, when you are telling stories. Uh, you know, a Kindle book should be more than just the text transferred over to a digital format. That's great. It's convenient, etc. Mm-hmm. But what you really want is you want enriched content because there are things you can do in a digital platform that you can't do in a print platform. So after you've read the story, uh, Anatomy of a 007 Wedding, now you can, there's these bonus adventures and you can simply click to see images from the wedding to watch a video, to hear uh, an author's commentary about that particular story. And so there's a number, it was a number of ways to kind of make this interactive and introduce all of this enriched wow. content for the reader that would bring stories more to life right then and there when they want, you know, it's also on the website. So if you're reading the hardcover, you can go onto the website and see that. 
What are the four cool athletic ways that you mentioned to visit New York City? This I've got to hear. <laughs> cool athletic ways uh, uh, to to see New York City mm-hmm. uh, are number one, uh, run the New York City Marathon. Uh, so the, the the short version is run, climb, kayak, and ski. And I'll walk through each of those. Run is run the New York City Marathon. I've done a number of marathons. That is the quintessential athletic event, and it's a quintessential marathon where you basically are running through the city. If you can mm-hmm. get in decent enough shape to do it, uh, you can run through the city with over a million people cheering you on. It's kind of like the best sightseeing trip of New York City ever. Uh, and then number two is the climb. Uh, there's a race up to the race up the Empire State Building, and it's in the bitter cold of February. And so I have done that a couple times. I happened to do that on the 25th anniversary here uh, back in 2002. And so that is a whole other adventure um, uh, to even think that you might try to run to the top of the building. But when you get up to the top, you uh, do a nice little victory lap around the platform observatory deck, and you have a spectacular view of the city. The third, kayak, uh, is uh, uh, kayaking out to the Statue of Liberty. And so on the, in Hudson River, mm-hmm. uh, on the west side, there are, um, there's a, uh, an outfitter that provides classes. And, um, and after you've done one basic or a couple basic classes, you can go with a group and you actually go down to Hudson. You go out around the, uh, the Statue of Liberty. Spectacular way and amazingly calm way to see um, the Statue of Liberty and see the city. And then the last one, the trickiest, uh, is... Steve cross-country skiing. And ah. so when I, I was here in 2000, came in 2001 to New York City, and in 2004, 2000, I think it was 2005, uh, um, I had cross-country skis with the hopes that it would, we'd get a big snowfall. Well, it turned out that on a Saturday night, uh, we had a record snowfall of 27 inches, which may seem nothing for, uh, to folks further north, but 20, it was the record uh, snowfall in Central Park. And so at Sunday morning at 6 a.m., I was out the door and skiing, thinking I'd go through the park. Well, at that hour on a Sunday morning, the the incredible infrastructure that keeps New York City going, of snow plows and everything else, mm-hmm. they hadn't yet gotten out. And so I got all the way to the southern edge of the park, where 7th Avenue meets 59th Street, and it, the, the, the streets were snowed over. And so I kept going, and I cross-country skied right through the middle of Times Square with wow. all the bells and whistles and lights, and a couple taxis spinning out left and right, and some tourists uh, tourists snapping away. Uh, not often you'll see a uh, cross-country skier going right through Times Square. So uh, Unreal. I, I, that, that one's the hardest one to repeat, but uh, if I have a chance, I'll do it again. <laughs> Exo Nation, Kari Aloya is our special guest, and um, we're talking about Kari's new book entitled My Top 40 at 40. His website is www. Uh, let me see here. W well, Thanks very much uh, for putting that back up on the screen for me, guys. My top four zero at four zero dot com. That's www dot my top four zero at four zero dot com. We we've got about a minute and thirty seconds before I have to take my news break, Kari. Uh, what was the most interesting part of writing this book for you as an author? Uh, the most interesting part uh, was also the most meaningful and was also the most fun, which is in the way that I did this, I involved 40-plus friends and mm-hmm. family in the editing process. And so this, you know, this is, I'm here on, uh, you know, this is a two-year project, 
And to be able to interact and get feedback from friends and family and hear their reaction and hear them talking then about their stories, it just made this whole experience that much more meaningful. Unreal. Unreal. Stand by. You and I have to take our news break. Uh, we're just watching some news coming in uh, from the Newswire service now. Apparently, uh, what was that latest uh, news clip? Can you get that back up for me here? Because I'm sure we have listeners who would love to know what's going on. Okay. Um, let me see here. Uh, da, 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 da. Turkey orders a Syrian passenger plane to land in Ankara. So here we go, gang. The... The pressure is going to start increasing in the Middle East. It seems that one area simmers down, and poof, you've got another one happening. 1-800-610-7035-WORLDWIDE, toll-free email at xzone, xzone at xzoneradiotv.com, on MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com, and our website, www.xzoneradiotv.com. Kari Loya is our special guest. We'll be back with Kari on the other side of this commercial break, talking more about his new book, My Top 40 at 40. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Hi everyone, Rob McConnell here, and I wanted to spend a moment on internet streaming. Everybody has heard about internet streaming, but not many know much about it. Did you know the internet streams just about everything? Movies. From new releases to old classics. TV shows. Almost every show, every episode, and much more. But the question has always been, how do you do it? Well now, thanks to the folks at 123 Ready TV, I have the answer for you. They have developed a simple program app, 123 Ready TV, that you install on your Windows PC, Android smartphone, or Android tablet that can have you streaming like a pro in less than five minutes. You truly won't believe how much is available or how easy it is to do until you try. And for a one-time cost of only $19.99, this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.x zbn.net hmm is it true that nobody sleeps in new york city kari uh that would be the impression when compared with just about every other place <laughs> less tokyo and hong kong tokyo and hong kong and, and buenos aires and uh, of course and, Madrid, and of course that rivals. is further that is further confirmed by the lone cross-country skier going through Times square yeah, what a great experience. Hey, Kari, great having you back with us. Uh, congratulations on your new book, My Top 40 at 40. Uh, where is your book available? Uh, it's available at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and then via my website, which you've already said, MyTop40at40.com. It's 40 at 40. Now, I, I know that you're an Emmy Award-winning voiceover artist, but I understand that you were once neighbors with Don LaFontaine, the king of all voiceovers. What was that like? Uh, that's correct. When I moved out uh, from uh, college to Los Angeles to do a program called Teach for America, mm -hmm. three friends and I were elementary school teachers living 
uh, it was the best living we've ever had, all of us. To this, to this point, we managed to get a great deal on a place up in the Hollywood Hills. And while we were there, uh, you know, 10 houses down from us were the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Wow. And then four houses down from us was this fortress that was going up during the two years that we were there. And about a month before we moved out, this limo would always start showing up there. And on the back, uh, the license plate, the limo said, you know, uh, voice one. And, uh, and I was just getting into voiceovers, and we discovered that Don LaFontaine, who, uh, you know, if you're not familiar, he is considered, he's, he's the greatest voiceover legend ever. He passed away yep. a few years ago, but he, he used to do stuff for every single network and every movie trailer that all of us grew up with. It was pretty much Don. And he also did a cameo. A rare TV appearance about five years ago, like part of a Geico, yes. uh, Geico um, insurance spot yep. behind the scenes there on the mic. So one afternoon, a Saturday afternoon, sunny in LA, I walk down and I say, "Well, yeah, let me say hello." And so I wander down to this Fort Knox fortress, uh-huh. and there's this steel panel, no windows, and I push the little button, and um, uh, a woman answers hello, and I say, "Yeah, is Mr. LaFontaine there?" There's this pause. And then through the little metal box, I hear, yeah, hello, and I say, in what now feels like about an 11-year-old voice, <laughs> uh, uh, hi, Mr. LaFontaine, my name is uh, Kari Loya, I just wanted to walk you into the neighborhood here, oh, and I'm interested in voiceovers. And suddenly I'd said the magic word, and the vault opens up, he says, voiceovers, and he sticks his hand out, there he is standing, bald, and he's got... Uh, his uh, uh, Looney Tunes shirt, some OP cords, a gold chain, his pearly chest hair, extends his hand out, and he says, Hi, I'm Don. Come on in. And he invites me into his wow. home. Gives me a tour of his place for about an hour. And uh, just a great guy. And, uh, you know, I was just starting out, so it was, uh, it was really other than hearing about his own journey. Well, 10 years later, I'm back in New York City here at an event, and, and Don now had done the Academy Awards. He was the live voice of the Oscars for several years. And I was at an event where he was a featured speaker. And so I walked up and reintroduced myself at the intermission and said, oh, great, yeah, it's been fun to reconnect. And, and uh, said, yeah, you know what, and I know that you, since, since then, I, you know, I've, I've done an Emmy, I'm doing this, that, and the other. And in another 10 years, I'd love to be the voice of the Oscars. Kind of laughs. And uh, at the end of the event, there's a book signing. And I go up, and rather than have him sign my book, I pull out my dev, voiceover demo CD and I think, oh, you know, I'm going to have him I'll script what I'll have him say. I'll have him write, Kari, you're next. And I think that'll be great. And then I get there, and I say, you know what? Let me wait. Let me see what he comes up with. And in classic promo fashion and with his wonderful sense of humor, unprompted, Don writes, Kari, come and get me. John LaFontaine. <laughs> and so, so I have that CD. So I, have, I have a studio in the city, and I have a studio uh, at home in New Jersey. So I have his CD, signed CD with that message, uh, you know, right there on one of my studios. It's just it's brilliant. Unreal. Uh, what did you win the Emmy for? It was a series uh, that's national on PBS, or was national on PBS, called Secrets of New York. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a really cool, there were 30-minute shows uh, that uh, kind of done with an edgy, kind of edgy soundtrack, graphics, uh, a matrix uh, leather jacket on this beautiful uh, hostess, and she would be uh, uh, visiting the prisons or visiting skyscrapers or uh, or the tunnels and the subways, uh, just different uh, elements of New York City and going kind of about four or five little vignettes mm-hmm. 
that gave you an interesting background of uh, what's the most bustling, popular city in in this country. Now, what was your what was your reaction to Governor Romney's um, statement that you know if he's elected, he's going to be cutting out all funding to PBS? Uh, the uh, uh, let's uh, I don't agree with him. <laughs> so and and uh, PBS is uh, you know I guess. Uh, PBS is something that if you look at folks, at least in this country, mm-hmm. a, a lot of the Fox folks will, um, you know, which is on the other end of the spectrum, will often say, oh, the liberal media and PBS probably at the forefront. Uh, I consider PBS one of the most just kind of constructive uh, constructive forums yes. uh, for conversation and discussion uh, of all uh, channels. And I look outside of the U.S. too. You know, the, the beauty of being uh, trilingual is I will often – read uh, newspapers, um, you know, watch programming out in Europe and South America uh, just to suddenly see the same story positioned or pitched differently. And it's always amazing. But, uh, um, yeah, I mean, that I, I don't know, uh, you know, it's, it's easy to kind of pan Romney for the, that comment. I don't agree on with that mm-hmm. one sentence. I don't know the details if he said, well, there's this other better option and here's where it would be. So, so I wouldn't give it a full uh, uh, critique. You yourself, uh, we were talking about, uh, you know, the four best ways to visit New York, according to you. I was dead on the first round. Um, <laughs> you, you know, you you competed in an Ironman triathlon down in New Zealand as well and ended up meeting the founder of the Ironman, uh, John Collins. What was that like, and how, how did that happen? Yeah, the uh, uh, you know it was in, in, back in the early eighties, I had uh, when when the Ironman Triathlon in Hawaii was first on. I actually I grew up in Eugene, Oregon, which is uh, widely considered the track capital of the world. Is where Nike was founded, and so you know we, we were very progressive. And in the early eighties, as a twelve year old, I was actually competing in a triathlon. I think it was close to dead last in the whole race, hmm. but, but in an early stage, was interested in that. It was a number of years before I finally had kind of time and. Other things aligned where I could uh, take on the challenge of a triathlon and end up being down in New Zealand. And so I went down there, and it turned out that the night before, actually it was two nights before, the, but kind of the pre-race meal, there was a keynote speaker. And it was John Collins, who was the founder of the original Ironman triathlon. And so John gets up to this uh, you know, the podium there with a 1,000 athletes plus their families, and we're all wondering, you know, what the inventor of this kind of crazy masochistic event mm-hmm. will say. And he talks, he's a former military guy, and he talks about being, uh, he was in Hawaii, uh, he was in California, Hawaii, and they were, there they were um, brainstorming. They were saying, well, who's the toughest here? And they, a bunch of military guys like, oh, well, it's the, the swimmers, the Wahoo Marathon. No, 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 it's the cyclists. There, it's the, well, no, it's the Honolulu Marathon, the, 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 the Honolulu Marathon, they basically said, well, let's come up with a test to see who's the toughest, and it will be a test to see what you're made of. And so, uh, you know, that's how they concocted this. And literally, you know, they didn't know if they were going to die. There were 14 guys uh, in the original uh, version. And anyways, John competed. They did fine. And, of course, you know, 15, 20 years later, it's blown up to this, sure. just this worldwide passion. But John then, for the first time, was competing outside of Hawaii, and he came to New Zealand. And so we had the pleasure to get to hear his remarks. He competed in the race. But after he made his remarks, I walked up to him, and I said, John, uh, thanks so much uh, for your, your inspiring remarks. 
you commented that uh, you came up with this because it was a test to see what you're made of. Well, what in your life have been the, the biggest tests to see what you're made of? Mm-hmm. And he, without missing a beat, he says, hands down, the first Iron Man. We literally, you know, we didn't know if someone was going to die. We didn't know it was physically possible, this, that, and the other. And it makes sense because nowadays, you know, it's, it's an incredible feat, but everything, you got a gazillion resources for, for the six months prior, for the race itself, and for after the race. You know, it's really, uh, you can be scientific and methodical about this. Uh, but so he answers that, and then I say, well, what about the second biggest test? And now there's this pause. And he looks down at the floor, and he scratches his chin, and then he looks back up after you can see that he's kind of fought through a number of uh, uh, significant experiences, and he says, 1963, I was uh, on a nuclear submarine off the coast of Siberia uh, when the uh, Cuban Missile Crisis went down. Oh, boy. And for four days, four days we were hunted by a, 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 a Soviet uh, nuclear sub, and I had to stay awake, you know, on watch. And so, you know, that was the second biggest test. So you can only even imagine what the, how, how, uh, how challenging that first Ironman was uh, for that group of pioneering guys. Unreal. Just unreal. In your book, what is your favorite story? Uh, what I like, to, uh, I like to answer that by saying that every one of the 40 stories is my favorite story for that particular phase of my life. Okay. Because that's really what these are. Again, these are 40 stories from high school graduation to really not even 40. It's more like 38 because I spent the last two years while I was getting more fun adventures. Mm-hmm. I, I needed to spend time writing the first, the first 40. But if I had to pick one, it would probably be uh, a steamy love story, Ooh. which is how I met my wife at an airport down in Argentina. And, uh, and, uh, and, uh, you know, 18 months later, there we were back in Argentina having a three-day James Bond theme wedding. Yeah. And so it's, it's uh, you know, I say that story because, um, uh, you know, the second half, uh, I've got this wonderful partner. And I've and got a daughter as well. But, uh, but that, that partner, you know, you ask, uh, I've seen some reports that there's actually, uh, <laughs> actually two, two, you know, uh, uh, David Brooks, columnist of the New York Times, had a great piece on, um, uh, it was a series of pieces called The Life Report. And he was collecting essays, personal essays from septuagenarians, seven-year-old guys, uh, saying, you know, so what, you know, what are the lessons in your life that you've learned? And he said, after looking at all of that, if there are two things that colleges should teach kids, should teach students, the two most important things that would correlate with happiness in life, number one, resiliency. Uh, and then number two, selecting a great spouse. That's true. So those are two highly... Yeah. The most highly correlated. So I think I've done, I, I managed to do the second uh, piece. We've been married now uh, over seven years, and uh, yeah, uh, you know, conquered the heart of the princess. But every day you have to conquer the heart of the princess. Okay, tell me how Ricardo Montalban had you tongue tied. Uh, yeah, Ricardo Montalban. That was I was uh, well. I was in business school back in New York. I spent my summer internship working for the Code Foundation out in Los Angeles. And uh, a week after getting out there, I was, had to deal with a uh, hamstring pull. And so I went to UCLA, uh, went to the uh, clinic there at UCLA in Westwood. And I was thinking, wow, UCLA, home of all these Heisman Trophy winners, NCAA Olympic champions. Boy, I'm going to be there with these incredible athletes on my left and on my right. Well, I get in there for this uh, rehab, and it turns out that I'm about 30 years younger than everyone else around me. 
And so I go three sessions and four or four sessions, and I do these kind of uh, a series of um, circus tricks and other things mm-hmm. to, to to get myself back in shape. And on the last, the fourth and last session, I'm putting my clothes on in a little kind of curtain, the, the curtained off little uh, kind of hospital bed, therapy bed there. And I hear through my left, um, yes, Mrs. Johnson, your heart medication, uh, we'll, we'll keep that going, that's fine. And, and then I hear through my right, uh, yes, Mr. Thompson, uh, uh, you're, you, you shouldn't need the walker much longer if you continue to do this. And then I hear <laughs> off in the corner this deep baritone voice. Uh, he says, freedom is not a right but a responsibility. And I said, well, who is this? Where did that come from? And now I'm listening to this this conversation, Mm -hmm. and this this monologue continues, and he says, democracy is an aspiration, an ideal. And I'm thinking, boy, who is this joker? And then I kind of think, actually, this is the most interesting conversation I've heard in a long time. And so as I'm buttoning up my shirt, I think, oh, that's exactly what I'll say when I go out there. I'll, I don't know who this person is, but I'll say, that's the most interesting conversation I've heard in a long time. And so now I'm putting on my left shoe, and, uh, and I think, no, 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 I'll tell, uh, I make a modification. I'll tell him what a lot of people tell me. You've got a great voice. Do you ever think about doing voiceovers? All right, we're going to have to have a cliffhanger here because we're running out of time in this segment very fast. When we come back, we're going to be finishing off the story about how Ricardo Maldobon left our guest... Kari Loya, a kind of tongue-tied. We'll be back on the other side of this break. And by the way, Christmas is coming, a great book, My Top 40 at 40, www.mytop40, that's 40at40.com. We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the, with, no, no, no news this time, you guys who got the wrong message up here. We'll be back. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Hello, I'm Pete Marsh. With my daughter Justina, we will be presenting the new radio show, Too Good to Be True. If something seems too good to be true, it usually is. But with the help of Justina's amazing gifts, we're going to gain insight into questions that don't yet have complete answers. Have you wondered who built Stonehenge and for what reason? Why are crop circles found in the same region as Stonehenge and elsewhere? Are crop circles a hoax or are they created with technologies that we have little knowledge of? Who built the pyramids in Egypt and also in other countries? How and why were they built? Was the Titanic switched with the Britannic as part of a gigantic insurance fraud or for more insidious reasons? What caused the Tunguska event when trees were flattened over an 800 square mile area in Siberia? Will the new insights be too good to be true? Well, that will depend on what you are prepared to believe. Please join us as we start on this journey together. For more information on Too Good To Be True, visit www.xzbn.net. Hi everyone, Rob McConnell here, and I wanted to spend a moment on internet streaming. Everybody has heard about internet streaming, but not many know much about it. Did you know the internet streams just about everything? Movies. From new releases to old classics. 
almost every show, every episode, and much more. But the question has always been, how do you do it? Well, now, thanks to the folks at 123 Ready TV, I have the answer for you. They have developed a simple program app, 123 Ready TV, that you install on your Windows PC, Android smartphone, or Android tablet that can have you streaming like a pro in less than five minutes. You truly won't believe how much is available or how easy it is to do until you try. And for a one-time cost of only $19.99, this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.x. ZBN.net. Uh, Kari Loya is our special guest. And um, first of all, Kari, thanks very much for joining us. Great pleasure talking to you. Uh, continued success with your book, My Top 40 at 40 at www.mytop40. That's 40at40.com. Before we went to the break, we were talking about how Ricardo Maltabon left you tongue-tied and uh, you were getting your shirt done up and you were just going to say to this guy you know you should have you considered being in voice work opened up the curtain and and was going to make one final adjustment i said oh i know what i'll say i'll say did anyone ever tell you you sound exactly like ricardo montalban and i smiled with pride and i turned the corner Mm -hmm. and i looked down at the end of the hall and saw a diminutive gentleman in a robe and i rehearsed my line once more and took 10 steps closer and once when i was about two three meters away i looked at him he looked at me and i realized it not only sounds like Ricardo Montalban, <laughs> it looks like Ricardo Montalban. It is Ricardo Montalban. And I was so uh, tongue-tied from the mm-hmm. coincidence of uh, rehearsing that line for what I thought was a perfect, uh, complete stranger that uh, I'm sure he thought I was just a deer in headlights, starstruck. I didn't say anything. I stared at him for a second, and I walked out the door, got out the door. A doctor walked out a second later, and I said, Montalban. <laughs> he says, yep, that was Mr. Montalban. So that's how I was tongue tied. Unreal. Unreal. Um, one more quick story. We've got about a minute and a half here. There's so many that I want to talk to you about. Um, uh, why did you find taking a mud, path, mud bath in Southern California a semi religious experience? <laughs> the, uh, yeah, that's a story as much about uh, 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 an amazing friend, uh, an anthropologist, Wallace, uh, as anything else. And I, I go into background on how Wallace, mm-hmm. uh, easily the most fascinating person that I've ever met, and uh, and he knew of this li- little-known tourist destination from the early 1900s in the Southern California desert called the Mud Volcanoes. And then they'd gone off the, the map. But he'd been out there, and so he let us out one day, and we got out there, and... Uh, uh, before we finally get out to this desolate area, and there suddenly we hear this, and we look off to the left there, away from the Salton Sea, and there are these little cones with this mud spewing up into the air. Mm-hmm. And just as we're about to celebrate and think, okay, let's take our photos, great, we saw the mud volcanoes, you know, the question is, well, what do you do with a mud volcano? And before we could even ask that question, Wallace had stripped off his clothes and squeezed his body into the shaft of one of these mud volcanoes. <laughs> and, and so we're thinking, you know, I'm thinking Jules Verne here. He's going to get sucked <laughs> to the uh, center of the earth. And uh, like, oh, my God. And then, and then we're going to get, you know, uh, there'll be a headline that, uh, uh, that uh, uh, you know, some sort of naked cult out in the desert of California. <laughs> and, 
and uh, you know, accident while there's naked cold down at Editor Gullet. Uh. And, but then at, after a minute, when we see he hasn't been sucked down, we strip off our clothes and get in, too. And so I kind of go through the adventure of uh, describing the full sensory experience of what it's like to squeeze your naked body into uh, some thick, uh, viscous, mud-filled mud volcanoes. Well, Kari, I, I, it's been a great pleasure, a great hour. Thank you very much for joining us. Congratulations on your book, and I hope that we have the pleasure of talking to you in the future. Ditto. Thanks so much for having me, Rob. Take care. Kari Loyas has been our guest this hour, Exonation. He's the author of My Top 40 at 40, www.mytop, the number 40, at 40.com. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. www.xzonepodcast.com, where you can listen to our archives for the last 90 days with our compliments. We'll be back on the other side of the news. Don't go away. <laughs> 